I'm your host, John Frashante, back with another episode of First Team Podcast. Visit our website, firstteampod.com. For all the latest news on lower division soccer, which features a blog and an archive of all of our latest episodes, the website is firstteampod.com. The website is firstteampod.com. Thank you, John, for uh, you know supporting us. And I think you're doing it, even though you're a young man. Okay, <laughs> uh, very young man to be sure. You know, I think I told you this. Um, I'm very, very proud of everything you have accomplished. Thank you. I'm joined by UPSL Commissioner Jan Squara. Jan joins the show to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic and how uh, that has affected their league and the current state of lower division soccer. That is the conversation on this week's episode with the one and only Jan Squara, the commissioner of the United Premier Soccer League. After analyzing it, um, the the board of the league decided to move forward with uh, um, a spring, summer, and and also a fall, winter season. So, to, to be to be part of a group of individuals, and 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 that includes the members of the league, uh, because at the end of the day, it's it's the players, it's the coaches, it's the owners who who have to you know hold their hands with the management of the league and the staff of the league. To really all together come across the line, and we were able to do that. Um, it wasn't easy. There was there was a lot of hard work. There were some hard decisions. There were disappointments, you know, with you know games about to be played, and we found out, you know, a, a particular player had um, had uh, tested uh, positive for COVID, and the game would be called off, and and it had to be rolled back, and we had to go into a quarantine mode with that particular team. But again, as I said earlier. Uh, you know, we got through uh, two seasons in 2020, and, and in fact, we're about to uh, to conclude our our fall winter 2020 season with our finals coming up here on uh, March the 5th uh, through the 7th in Atlanta, Georgia, um, which will you know pit the top four teams that came out of our winter uh, fall winter season, and uh, we will crown a champion. Uh, so. Uh, in summary, it, it was a t- it's been it's been a challenge, but it's been a healthy challenge. We took it on, and and we're 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 proud to say that we are one of the the I think the only league in the United States um, that I'm aware of that played during the pandemic a national amateur league that played both seasons during this pandemic and and got through it, uh, and that that I think says a lot to you know who we are and and you know, who we are collectively as, as a league. And, you know, we're there to uh, to uh, provide a platform for, for players on a, on a weekly basis. And we were able to do that, um, you know, fortunately. Yeah. And um, has there been any losses of revenue due to the pandemic? And could that possibly hurt uh, the future of the UPSL? You know, that's a good question. And, and the answer is sure. There was There was a a shortfall in 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 memberships uh, and 
you know, teams committing to to play in the spring or the fall season of 2020. But on the flip side of that coin, there were quite a few teams that did play, and there were quite a, a few new teams that came in, and we actually grew during the pandemic. Um, so a lot of small businesses out there, unfortunately, and, you know, it, it's certainly uh, sad to see uh, small businesses, especially in the food and restaurant um, space, um, you know, really taking a hard hit. Um, uh, but certain sectors of, of the market have, have really thrived during the, the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I, I, I probably would say that, you know, our we had growth uh, in the uh, in the last calendar year, uh, but it certainly wasn't the growth that we're normally accustomed to, you know, like a, a 30% growth rate, what it may be. Um, I think it was a little bit softer, but, you know, we came out ahead. And, and again, that was... Uh, one of the advantages of, of, of competing during the spring, summer, fall, winter season where other leagues had to literally uh, or, or literally made the decision to, 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 uh, to shut down. Um, and, and that did affect their, 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 um, their balance sheet. And um, we were able to uh, kind of work through that in that way. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's how, how we were affected, uh, I, I would say, financially. Um, um, but it, it, it's, a, it's a scenario right now that, you know, we've come through it into 2021, and uh, we have quite a good number of, of new expansion teams that have entered the league going into spring of 2021, and uh, we're looking, I think we're in great shape to be, to be uh, you know, summarize it. Yeah, and talking about member clubs, can you put a figure on that of how many clubs are currently in the league? And is there a maximum number that you are currently targeting at the moment? The league has over 300 members. Um, and what that, that number is specifically in terms of number of teams that are, that are actually going to play, for example, in the spring season, you know, we're going to know what that number is uh, very shortly, uh, an exact number, because we're kicking out our schedules in, in our respective conferences and divisions right now for spring 2021. So, um, you know, I think we, uh, we, we've been hovering in the, the three to 350 range for the last, you know, 12 to 18 months. And, um, you know, that number has been gradually, you know, moving up even with the pandemic. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'll give you just a, a snapshot of three to 400 teams in there and some teams don't play in the spring because they have to pull back um, because of COVID, and um, others are fortunate enough to have the resources to to commit to spring. So that number depends on on that particular, you know, on each and every particular club. Yeah, and uh, the UPSL is the only league that I know of uh, that has their clubs pay the referee fees during the week uh, via credit card. Do you feel that improves the league, or do you think that hurts the clubs because some clubs they run as a nonprofit and they collect fees on the weekend uh, from their players? You know, we look at more. We look at a a prepayment more as a um, as a streamline opportunity where teams don't have to be dealing with payment um, to referees, you know, during, uh, prior to kickoff, and they can, you know, really just focus on their match and, um, you know, uh, focus on the other, you know, really important um, items on their agenda on game day, um, you know, whether they do it electronically or, or, 
or physically. Um, I think we, we, we've always offered flexibility. And um, if a club needs uh, some sort of flexibility, um, uh, we, we provide that flexibility. Is there any plans for a professional division of the UPSL? And our goal is to really um, be a platform for players and coaches and GMs and owners to showcase their skills um, so that these these clubs and players and coaches can can attain you know next levels in their in their um, ventures in, in the in the soccer realm you know I, I think right now our focus is really continue to stay focused on our our tier where where we sit and keep our eye on that because that's a full-time um, that's a full-time task and we have a very large staff that addresses all the ins and outs of operations daily 365 and um, you know maybe down the road on to answer your question you know on a professional status you know that that remains to be seen but right now our, our eye remains on our area and focus of business which is the, um, the men's uh, pro development tier and also the launch of our women's uh, pro development tier um, which is really a cookie cutter of our men's and we have uh, Paul Calgary from our from the US, uh, former U.S. national team player as the national director of our women's division, spearheading the the launch of our women's division, which is going to kick off in uh, May of 2021 uh, to coincide with our men's uh, division. Has there been any discussions between yourself and NISA management to have the UPSL a part of the NISA pyramid that they are currently building? You know, we, uh, we respect everybody's... Uh, movement and desires in the space of soccer in the U.S. And as long as, um, you know, there's a healthy um, relationship where both entities can coexist and work with one another, I think that's really what we want to see. Um, and we wish, you know, NISA the best. And we wish, you know, all the leagues from MLS to USL to NISA to UPSL to NPSL, um, you know, we, uh, we want to see everybody working together in, in some shape or form. Um, you know, as best as possible, considering they are separate entities and separate businesses at the end of the day. UPSL is the only lower division soccer league that has promotion and relegation. When you speak to sponsors and potential clubs, is that seen as a positive or as a negative? In the, um, in the business of, of, um, of, of being part of a company that's um, looking for some uh, marketing and branding and utilizing our league, uh, from that standpoint, and they understand the the importance of promotion and relegation, and certainly um, that 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 uh, feature about our league, uh, you know, may may certainly entice that particular partner or sponsor to work with us. But I don't think it's um, it's the um, it's the uh, the only criteria that this particular entity may be making a decision on, you know, just, just because of the fact that we are the only national league that offers a uh, promotion relegation platform. Do you believe there is a soccer wars at the grassroots level between the UPSL and the NPSL? No, I, um, you know, I think uh, we in fact have a very healthy relationship with the NPSL um, with um, management of the NPSL and, and ourselves, uh, you know, we, we, we actually meet regularly probably 
once a year, we, we will sit down at the uh, coaches convention or at the uh, U.S. Soccer AGM and, you know, uh, exchange uh, hellos and converse a bit and maybe um, exchange maybe any types of ideas that, that could work to, uh, um, I think, you know, really um, change the game, improve the game, grow the game, all the above. Um, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, that we are competing leagues to some extent, but I think that leagues like the NPSL have certainly over the years, we've, we've gained a mutual respect for one another. And, um, um, there's been a, a very, I, I call it healthy, um, line that's been drawn in the sand where, you know, both groups, uh, really at the end of the day, um, I think attempt, uh, uh to work with one another. And lastly, what would be your message to lower division soccer supporters? Support all leagues um, equally right now because there is um, um, there there are a few leagues that are out there. Some are newer than others, um, and I think that it is a, a healthy cleansing, if you will. Uh, some teams will will survive. Sorry, some leagues will survive, and and some leagues will not survive, and. You know, we're not in the business of making predictions. Um, we're in the business of offering a national league platform to clubs in the U.S. that want to participate in a pro development fourth tier league. And there are other leagues that are in our in the same tier. And there are other leagues that are in higher tiers. And there are many teams in our league that on any given day can compete with teams with with the other leagues that are in higher tiers. Um, so it, there's still a lot of uh, um, R&D going on, is probably a fair word, with uh, the development of soccer in the U.S. in terms of the pyramid. And um, it's taking shape, you know, one day at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time. And um, I think that soccer supporters out there on the, on the lower tier side should, you know, just, uh, I think, can, you know, it, Support, support the game in general and, uh, you know, root for everybody in a positive way. And uh, we'll see what the outcome um, is in a few years and, and how this thing all shakes up. Thanks to Jan for joining me on this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I thought that was very interesting when Jan said that the UPSL and the NPSL, they meet once a year. He mentioned various soccer events where they might uh, bump into each other, right? Both management teams from both leagues. And as a supporter, it sort of seems, and from the outside looking in, it seems that they are competing leagues. I guess they are. They both uh, take the same level. They both occupy the same level of the pyramid, and they're both uh, non-professional. They don't pay their players, uh, and... They're sort of the high-end, uh, lower division soccer, non-professional league standard soccer, right? They're outside of the third, fourth division, whatever you want to call it. People label it as a division. I would call it non-league amateur soccer. So it's great to hear that uh, both leagues, that they are communicating on some level, even if it's not on a official um, level of where they want to work together and they want to collaborate and they want to grow the game in U.S. soccer. 
it's probably just trying to be nice and trying to network and trying to maybe share best practices, but in a way that doesn't um, impact and hurt your business, right? Because at the end of the day, they're both two separate organizations, two separate businesses that want the best clubs and that want to compete at the highest level possible, right? Um, And they probably want to go far in the U.S. Open Cup. So it is competition on and off the field, uh, but I think it is great and weird probably at the same time that the NPSL and the UPSL are speaking together, maybe in an unofficial capacity. From what I understand and from who I speak with uh, at the NPSL, It shocks me. It really shocks me that they do speak with the UPSL because the NPSL seems like a very close league. They don't even want to hear from their members. And we have various articles on that on our website. So if you want to check that out and maybe we should get on someone from the NPSL from their uh, league management because I think that would be another interesting conversation. Uh, But they're hard uh, to get on the program because of various reasons. I've spoken with a member of the BOD of their board of directors uh, and uh, their management team never answers back. So it seems like they're blocking their media appearance on First Team Podcast, which is sad. First Team Podcast is the home, is the place for lower division soccer to have that discussion. Whatever you are, whoever you are in lower division U.S. soccer, from a fan to club owner, player, league management, this is the place on the internet at First Team Podcast to have your say on lower division soccer. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of First Team Podcast. There is plenty of content on the way with our second episode of the week, which is First Team Podcast Extra Time with Kiesel Broom with former professional soccer player Kiesel Broom, which is released weekly on Thursdays. Lastly, keep it locked at firstteampod.com. That is firstteampod.com. That is the one-stop shop for everything on lower division soccer.